Hey everyone, it's Steven. Jackie is busy at another rehearsal, so I'll be your host for this week's episode of On a Water Break. Stick around, because you're going to want to hear what Nicole is cooking up this year after WGI Finals. And our resident West Coast drum tech Tom joins us as well to talk a bit about WGI percussion, as well as some of the staff changes shaking up the DCI percussion scene this summer. Then, Beth and I get the opportunity to interview some folks involved in this year's Rose Parade, including a special guest who traveled all the way to Pasadena from a foreign land. And that's right, you heard me correctly. You don't want to miss it. So take a seat, have yourself a little break from rehearsal, and get ready to listen to what everyone is talking about this week on a water break. Let's go. Set it up. Top of the show. Form. Check form. Cover down. Do it again. Run it back. And we'll see you at the show. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephen McCarrick. I'm recently aged out and recently joined the On a Water Break podcast. This is a podcast about everything in the marching arts. You name it, we've probably already planned to talk about it. And there's just so much that we want to talk about. So this week's episode, it brings us a few amazing guests, as well as the sweet smell of the new year. That's right. This is the one about the Rose Parade. We go behind the scenes and get a little international exposure to what happens during one of the biggest parades in the country. Did you ever want to know how bands were chosen, what it's like to travel halfway across the world to perform, or what it's like to be with a bunch of different high school students on New Year's? We have the panelists here to give you all of the inside information. Our first panelist is Jim Hahn, Rose Parade music advisor, helping to do research on bands and their directors for the Rose Parade committee. Carlos Alicia, educator from Puerto Rico, who traveled to the Rose Parade to meet up with groups from around the globe, and Aaron Cosman from Vista Ridge High School. Vista Ridge attended the Rose Bowl Parade and they're celebrating 20 years of existence this year. Before we get into it, let's check in with our hosts. How's everyone been? We're off to a race here already. Right? <laughs> it's the beginning of January, so I feel like, the, you know, either if you're not... Um, a director in a gym with a guard or a drum line or a horns group, you have just come back from any kind of like music conference. So that was the biggest thing. And I mean, I'm not one of those people, but yeah, I feel like everyone, like it's a rat race for us and <laughs> we've started. Yeah, we actually, we just recently had that episode about Midwest. I thought that was super interesting to get to hear a little bit about what goes on over at those conferences. Um, I myself, I'm taking like my first season off of anything in probably about 10 years. So it's just nice to get a breath of fresh air for once, I feel like. It's nice at first. I, I, I hear you. I already am like going stir crazy a little bit sitting in the room. Like, what am I supposed to do with all these weekends? Like, uh, I was recovering from the holidays thinking I was going to get a nice break. And then my emails are flooded with uh, judging availability. And can you come here to help out? And Oh, yeah. So the second you get off of one, it's like they're just pulling you back. It's like that quote from The Sopranos or something. <laughs> as soon as they let me go. I'm just when you thought you were out, they pulled you back in. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. 
But it's so great because you want to be pulled back in, you know, like this is why, you know, we all do this, you know, we're like, oh, we're tired because we keep going. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't have anything to do. Maybe I should pop into this rehearsal or do this or come there. And actually, I just did that. Actually, uh, last weekend, I went to St. Louis. I was at Pattonville High School and I Mm -hmm. did a performance workshop with their color guard for a weekend. So that was weird. And it was weird because I haven't been in a gym with a guard for like two years. Wow. And oh, wow. This is the only guard that I'm actually in their gym in their rehearsal space this winter. I'm not going into any other ones. Um, at least I don't have it planned. <laughs> that I'm going to <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> right. Everything else is judging, judging, judging and cookout, the cookout. Oh, oh I haven't heard about that since I was down at Carolina Crown. I haven't been hearing about cookout. It's been a long time. Have, I mean, are you talking about like a cookout, like a cookout or the cookout? I thought you were talking about the cookout. Like the event, like my event. Whoa. OK, no, then maybe you should inform me because I'm unaware. Oh, my goodness. I was talking about the fast food restaurant in the south. Oh, that is great. That place is awesome. And yes. Yeah. Um, Tell me about your cookout. Uh, well, the cookout that we're doing, and it's the second year of it, it is an event that is geared towards people of color in Color Guard. So we're celebrating, you know, um, all of the achievements that people of color have done since, you know, the inception of this great sport and this art. So uh, last year was the first year of it. Um, this year is the second year, of course, and we've got merch, T-shirts, everything. T- tickets are on sale. It's the day after WGI, uh, April 16th. It really okay. is a great, great thing to um, for everybody to come to. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. That's awesome. Um, and so, and yeah, if anybody that's... wants to, they can actually go to marchingcookout.com. You get your merch, your T-shirt, everything there. Awesome. Well, I know that, you know, for me, um, getting back into the swing after the holidays is for us and the travel part, you know, we're getting into um, everybody getting ready to, to launch their trips for the spring, which is, you know, and all their travel plans for going to WGI or Dayton or whatever. And we help coordinate all that. But I'm excited because the next two episodes of our of our podcast are coming out and they're going to be about the mummers. And I, if you're a Philly, if you're even close to Philly or the East Coast, you probably have a, a, an inkling of what that is. I'm not sure, though, if, if everybody does. I, I, you um, know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. I have been under a very large rock. So please enlighten me. It, it, it is a version. It, well, first of all, it's an annual parade. It's on, on New Year's Day every year in Philadelphia. And it has a long tradition, a uh, long history. There's a lot of history. And we go into all of this on the next two episodes. We talk to uh, a captain who, a captain, which is what they call the lead, the leader of certain brigades and certain units. Um, and we, John Barron, he's going to be on next week first. And then uh, the, the episode after that, we have some members that actually marched in uh, one of the string bands, the Kensington string band. And it was, they are so enthusiastic about their, their participation, uh, the history of the program and the, the family, the family aspect and the, um, just the legacy aspect of being in a mummers group. It's a really, it's a really neat activity. It's a really neat parade. And if you've never seen it, I would encourage you to tune in, Google it, YouTube it, find a, find a clip maybe to get yourself hyped up and ready for, for our episodes or our next two upcoming episodes. So it's pretty cool. 
So this has been going on for years and years and years, right? Over oh, yeah. 100 years. 100, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, it's yeah. okay, Nicole. <laughs> it's just a little thing. Yeah, you're just a, a little late to the party, but better it's late than never. It's a Philly thing, and it is. It's definitely a Philly thing, and oh. and we wear it with pride, much like our, our, our sports teams. We're definitely very proud of our, of our mummers as well. Awesome. All right. Yeah, I got the chance to uh, participate in it last year, actually for the first time, even though I'm a Philadelphia native. And I'll agree, it's truly one of a kind. There is, you're not going to find anything like it in any other city. Um, <laughs> for sure. But speaking of parades that are truly one of a kind, uh, who watched the Rose Parade? And what did you guys think of it? Oh, you have to watch the Rose Parade. <laughs> I was excited about it. My alma mater was able to be a big participant in this year with Penn State, so I, it was a oh, big right. parade for me as as a person, at least. So you went to you went to Penn State. Uh, were you ever in the winter line at Penn State, Stephen? No, uh, the the winter line actually folded right before I got there. Um, yeah, Penn State indoor ended, I think, in like 2015 or 2016, which was okay. right when I showed up. Rad, very rad. I had a lot of friends from that ensemble, though. <clears throat> yeah, cool. The Rose Parade. Dude, the weather was perfect for it this year. <laughs> it sure was. Wow, I, it's such good weather. Well, how often it is it not? For like two days before that, Tom? <laughs> right? Well, leading up to it, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be the grossest Rose Parade ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, California comes through. <laughs> everyone just looked so i mean of course you you don't want your groups to come out not looking great but literally everyone's you know every time i saw a you know a band come by everyone looked amazing and i know for a fact like some of them get like new uniforms just for this parade so yeah i and i i had fun watching them but i know isn't the route like miles long it, yeah it takes you right in and out it's like six miles long. <laughs> That's like one of the most Californian things I've ever heard. It is. Uh, and the artwork on the drum heads this year was so rad. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was because they did the turn. They did the, the street the street signs for the turn. It was really cool. It was. Really, yeah. really cool. All right, great. Well, up next, we have our interview with Jim. I think he's in here for a very good time. Um, I'll look forward to speaking with you guys in a couple minutes. Let's go hear from Jim. Okay, kids, our first guest clinician this week is Jim Hahn. He is the Rose Parade music advisor. He helps research all the bands and their directors for the subcommittee that he sits on that recommends the bands for the parade. He then gets to MC the Band Fest show after obtaining all of this information. Please welcome Jim. Hey, all. Hey, hey Jim. Hey, all. Yeah, my name is Jim Hahn, and I have been the music advisor for the Pasadena Tournament of Roses for 19 years now. Wow. I'm not, exact, I'm not exactly sure what music advisor is, but it's a, anything to do with the bands I'm involved in. So from researching to choosing the bands, reading their applications, I'm usually the first one to read every single word on these very detailed applications. They're very long, very detailed. Um, I, I'm the first one to watch their video that they do, et cetera, uh, for us that have to show 
several things. They have to, um, an introduction by the director. They have to show them in a parade situation. They have to show their field show. And they have to show making the turn, the 105 degree turn, which is actually um, from Orange Grove Boulevard where the parade starts, turning onto Colorado and, you know, almost near the beginning of the parade. So known as TV Corner. And that's where they make that famous 105 degree turn. Anyway, my job is doing lots and lots of research. Um, not only do I look at their application, especially if it's a young director, I go back to see how they have improved the band. I go to videos that I find online. Um, so to see if they're worthy and I believe it or not, I, I do search the director as well to see if there's any funkiness in their background because we can choose we have a huge variety of bands to choose from and we want to make sure not only is the band of the caliber that we're looking for um but also the director is the caliber of person we're looking for as well so we we do do that so that's pre- that's pretty comp- complex then jim yes, what is. what kind of what kind of background do you have in bands and music you know where did you go to school did you teach what what tell us a little bit about that I it was a music educator for 37 years. I oh, okay. did my education in Pennsylvania, uh, a graduate of Westchester University for my bachelor's and Temple University for my grad work. Uh, moved, moved out to California, played at Disney for 29 years, uh, taught all through those years, been with the Tournament of Roses for 19 years and doing my role that I am now. And also, I was the West Coast coordinator for Music in the Parks, a national festival company. Excellent. Yeah. And I was in charge of five different theme parks and all the participants out here in SoCal. So pretty I would say you have the chops then. Yeah. People think so, I guess. So unless they don't make the parade, then they don't think so. (laughs) But one of the things that, you know, if a band does not make the cut and and please know that I do not choose the bands. Uh, That is always the president that gets to choose a band president and his and her or his and her spouse, whoever it is. And um, they have the final say on the band. Sometimes they want a lot of input from me. Sometimes they don't want so much input from me. Um, There's a variety of reasons why they take bands. Um, A few years ago, a band from Alaska was chosen. Um, You know, it certainly wasn't the level of a broken arrow high school in, in Oklahoma, Sure. But they were the only band ever. They're the only marching band in the States. We've never had a band from Alaska. So it was a great PR story. Wow. So nice. sometimes they're looking for things like that as well. And again, maybe not, not that they were bad, but, you know, they weren't the highest caliber, but it was a great story. Here are these kids, you know, and they showed, you know, in their video, they're marching in the, you know, in the, uh, in the hats with just the eyes and the mouth, the mouthpiece, all plastic <laughs> mouthpieces, obviously, you know, in, in the grooves in their parking lot of the high school. I mean, I mean, it was wild, but it was a great PR story. So sometimes it's done, done that way. But um, I, again, the president does have the final say. So, so- it's always a fun night. So, uh, so um, Jim, I just want to jump in and talk about the selection process maybe a little bit more. You said it's kind of dictated by the president uh, of the Rose Bowl. The current president is who? Can you remind us? Um, the, the president changes every year. Okay. So it's a one-year term, and they're a longtime volunteer that were, you know, they made their way up the ladder and now on the executive committee. And they know like eight years, I think it's eight years out oh, when wow. they're going to be president. Wow. So they're gonna, what year is this, 23? So they probably know like the 30 
you know, 2030 per, uh, president already. So, in fact, on Thursday, I meet with the 25 president to start talking about his bands. All the 24s are chosen already. Wow. So wow. Um, all, all that is done. Because so the, pre- the president will visit each and every band that's in the parade. Okay. And who was that this past year? This past year, it was Amy Wainscott. And one of her things, she was from North Central Wisconsin. And a couple of years ago, you know, every school was, was super small up there. So she mm-hmm. started in 2018 going to talking to one of the band directors up there when she was visiting her, her home, childhood home. And they were able to form an almost 400-piece band comprised of eight schools, eight, eight high schools up there. The smallest having less than 200 students in it. So wow. you know, they were able to get a 400-piece band and they were in the parade this year. So sometimes the president wants to do something like that. They want to have it from their you know, home state, uh, if they can, if they're not from California. Right. That's creative. So next year's president is a Pasadena board and bread guy. Alex Agajanian is his name. So, yeah. so yeah. sounds great. So when, when those presidents come to you and seek your advice or seek your counsel, Jim, what kind of things do you tell them of, of you know, from your experience, what type of bands to bring into the fall, this, this illustrious event? Uh, you know, it's, it's fairly involved. Um, number one, we, as the tournament, have broken the country and the world down to eight, uh, 14 regions. So they try to, to you know, to space it apart, um, you know, so everyone's not from Texas or everyone's not from Florida or name your state. Um, mm-hmm. So they do try to spread it around internationally and nationally. Uh, this year we had several international bands, but that was a unique year only because the year before we had zero international bands because of COVID. So, but we look for, you know, what region they're from. We look at their uniform color, believe it or not, because you can't have everyone going down the street in black and silver. Okay. We look, you know, sometimes <laughs> the ratings that it's going to bring in, because remember, it's all television. Um, oh, that's so a good point. Ratings that are you know, that they can bring in, or if maybe maybe an area needs a ratings boost, that's a good year to bring a band in from there or wherever. So, you know, and you get a lot of applicants and... How many applicants do you think total, just from your past experience? Are we talking about hundreds? Yeah, I'm asked that all the time, and it really varies. The past two years have been the least amount since I've been on it because bands, quote unquote, they say aren't ready. Even when you talk to guys or gals that you know, they're not ready because they lost kids for COVID and, you know, we don't have time to do, you know, the turn, the record, the turn or whatever it might be. But so we've had less, but we've had hundreds and hundreds. So and and I'm usually the first one to look at them. And then we, we take it down. Eventually, the sub the music committee's 30, 35 people and the subcommittees, you know, five, maybe, you know, on the parade selection thing. And then we take it down to 25 to 30. We show these videos to the music committee. They rate them one to whatever the number might be. Let's say 25. Um, They turn that in. And that's really good because here I am, the music guy. But they're looking at, at it as a layman person. And to be somebody on the, in the Tournament of Roses is, is not easy. You're a volunteer. You see them on New Year's Day, they're wearing the white suits. They are volunteers, but believe it or not, they pay to be a volunteer. Um, you have to have letters of recommendation. Do they really? Yes. 
Yeah, wow. They have, um, again, you have to be recommended. You have to get letters of recommendation and have an interview. And we're talking doctors, attorneys, judges. One year, I, I have somebody that helps me at these band fest shows that we host. And he says, he says to me, how do you know so much about these bands, you know, as a band's performing, you know? And, and I say, well, you know, I follow them all year. You know, I'm in constant communication. I'm, I'm a music educator. And he says, oh, the one do you know so much? I said, what do you do? He says, I'm a federal judge. I said, I'll get my own water. You know, <laughs> don't worry about it. I can, I can handle it. So, um, you know, it, it's a big varied group of people, but highly intelligent, very successful business people. So, so that's, that's who that is. And, you know, they, then they look at it from the layman's term, from what, from the person sitting in the audience or I'm picking up, I'm picking it apart, maybe musically, they're looking at it from the audience perspective. So it's a nice, it's a nice balance. And then uh, we take that list and then the five of the, you know, the subcommittee, you know, breaks it down. And then we sit down with the president and the, the spouse and we recommend bands. Sometimes they take what we recommend. Sometimes they don't. They look at all the videos, why we are there, and ask questions. And by the end of the night, hopefully, we have made the band selections. Great. Yeah, that's super interesting. It sounds like there's a whole lot that goes into it. There is a lot that goes into it. Not, nothing is taken lightly. And, you know, some of these poor bands, you know, there's, there's just not enough spaces. Um Tim Allshouse, who's just a super great band director, he's in Blue Springs, Missouri, um, and they've been in the parade. They are one of the, you know, they make finals at BOA Grand Nationals. I mean, we're talking major force in, in bands in America, and Tim is a great guy, and he didn't make the parade. So he calls me. Of course, he has my number, and he calls me. Jim, what did we do wrong? Absolutely nothing, Tim. Absolutely mm, yeah. nothing. There were just so many... Um, so many bands we could take. Um, the president wanted a band from Illinois instead of Missouri. They took a band from Illinois in that same region, and he did nothing wrong. And I felt horrible for the guy. He's a super great guy in one of the most elite programs in the country, and he didn't make it. That's so, a shame. It, oh, it's yeah. Absolutely. For, uh, for these bands yeah. that do get accepted, what sort of an experience do you think they can expect once they actually come out to the parade? Oh my gosh. It is a whirlwind. It's a whirlwind for the directors. It's a whirlwind for the kids and the parents and the tour operators. Um, (laughs) you know that Beth, Um, it it is hectic, hectic, hectic. Um, a lot of them are not used to Southern California traffic. Um, so you have to over plan for SoCal traffic, which is a mess at all times. Um, so they have that, but they, they do Banfest show. A lot of them will, will go to Disney. That's probably the main thing that the, the bands do, uh, Disneyland, actually. So just yep. so you know. Um, you know, some will go to Universal Studios, but Disneyland is the main thing. They go out to Santa Monica Pier. The kids aren't, that are not from here, you know, they love to stick their feet in the ocean. You know, it's freezing cold the Pacific, even in the summer. But they, they um, they're in those <laughs> those kids, especially Midwest and East Coast, they're in up to their waist. They're so dumb. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really cold. <laughs> like, oh my God, you can tell you're from out of town. But so, it's so Oh, it's, it's wonderful for them. And then they go to the pier and so on and so forth. Um, but then they, you know, and they're fed uh, in and out burgers, which is a huge hit out, you know, for this California tradition after band fest shows. So we, you know, the music committee is feeding 5,000 kids 
you know, at Banfest shows, we feed the same thing after the parade. Um, so they get all that. And it's just a, a whirlwind. And for the directors, it is, you know, a, a once in a lifetime. Beth, did you attend the brunch? No, I was I was busy with the kids. I was making sure they were getting their In-N-Out burgers and they're, you know, getting to BandFest and making sure that all that stuff was happening or Disneyland, that kind of stuff. But yeah, the directors do have those brunches and meals and organized events that you guys all put on. Right. The, the brunch is the the last thing before the parade. And it's a really upscale type thing. They're welcomed with fanfare trumpeters. You have this pro band that's playing that is just in, insane. Like, you know, they're all studio players. It's just incredible. Um, and, and we just, we recognize the band directors because band directors, when they get to this level, most of them are super humble and they, you know, they always, you know, it's all about the kids and, you know, I'm not doing anything. It's really the kids doing it all, but that's where we recognize the director saying, yeah, we know it's you. We know what you did. Yeah. We know know what you did and we know how you were chosen for this. And it's not the 16 year old flute player who might be a great kid, but it's really the director who is making this happen for these kids and parents. And what I always tell them um, is as a parent whose both children have marched in the parade and those years I sat in the stands with the parents from the school and it's life changing for the parents as well. It is. It's a big, it's a big deal. And Jim, you know, your, your participation is, is, is pivotal to, to the, and integral to the whole situation. And it's, I'm really glad that we were able to get you to, to chat with us today. Um, but I know that we have a little game that we would like to play. And I Absolutely. think, Trevor, you're going to take the reins on this one. So, Trevor, take it away. I'll That's do right. my best, Trev. Yeah, here we go. So, right. each, uh, each guest on this episode is going to participate in one round of our version of this classic word game. You may have seen it on $25,000 or $100,000 Pyramid, one Woo-hoo. of my favorite growing up. I used to watch it with my grandmother. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> my heart. All right, guys, here's how it works. One of our one of our hosts will give each guest clues about uh, words in the category. As soon as the guest names the first word, the host will move on to the clues about the second word and so on and so on. Another host will keep track of the number of correct answers that the guest gets. Who can guess the most words in the category in one minute? All right, here we go with our first guest, the, the amazing Jim. He's going to help us. Uh, and um, you you ready? You ready to start, Jim? On this awesome game, absolutely, Jim. Just so you know that these that these words they're associated with things you may see in a parade. I'll give you that. How about that? Sounds good. You can do it, Jim. I have confidence. All right, here we go. Are we ready? Yes. All right. A cowboy may ride this. A horse. Yes, you may see these big moving devices, construction devices in a Rose Bowl parade. Um, This is the person who typically leads the parade. They're the master, they're the leader of the parade. They're designated by someone. Grand Marshal. Parade Marshal, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Number four. These 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 are our uh, finest service public servants. They're they're needed at the parade event, at the road parade event, to keep people um, in check, to make sure everyone's safe and secure. Who are these people, Jim? The white suiters? Is that what you're looking for? Or, no, or the, the police? 
to protect and serve. Hey, security, police. Yes, yes. Number five, uh, you'll hear the lovely sounds of these type of groups marching along through the parade. Bands. That's right, marching band. These, these people, number six, these people will be on the floats. They, they make a lot of money. They're very they're well known. What are they? Celebrities. Celebrities, that's right. Last one. How about a uh, person who uh, weighs at the crowd in a very royal way? That's the queen. The queen, the queen princess pageant. Where'd it go, Jim? Where'd it go? Hey, one thing for anyone that might be listening here in the uh, marching arts, please realize, and they frown upon this, when you call it the Rose Bowl Parade. Okay. It is, it is the Rose Parade. Officially, the Rose Parade presented by Honda or whoever that you're sponsored <laughs> But it's the Rose Parade. The Rose Bowl is a big stadium down the street that they play a major uh, college football game at later. So we get that all the time. And as soon as that, you know, they'll say on their application, we can't wait to be in the Rose Bowl Parade. You see the tournament people just roll their eyes. (laughs) Now they're they're battling uphill to be. be It's a good thing you told me that. Is it safe to call the Tournament of Roses Parade? Tournament of Roses Parade. Yes. There you go. You know one thing I'm not going to roll my eyes at, Jim. Thank you for that question. One thing I'm not going to roll my eyes at is how great you did on that on that on that round. Wow! Uh, I can't wait to see how our next contestants fare against the great Jim Hahn, who who just really got sevens for seven right there on that event. Nice job to you. You got seven out of seven correct. You, you right now you're in first place, buddy. I love a parade. Yeah, clearly a parade pro. Well, uh, thanks for thanks, Jim, for joining us this week. Before you go, just want like to all of our guests, they give us a gush and go before they leave. This is something that you feel like you want to share about your involvement in the music activity. Some news story for you. Um, what would you like to gush and go on about this week? The, the gush and go for me, I guess, is what this does for the band directors around the country and around the world. And I'm so honored to be a part of what this does for them and uplifting their programs and help grow their programs. It's a, it's a whirlwind when they're here. It is not an easy task to bring 300, you know, 400 kids with you and be in charge of that. Plus put on that happy face on parade day, so much responsibility and no other teacher can bring the national and international recognition to their school, their district, their their city, their state, et cetera, that these that these band directors do. Yeah, that's that absolutely great. Um, well, I'm glad that you were able to join us today, Jim. Uh, everyone going to get back into the parade block now. We have more parade rehearsal left to go. So we're ready for Jim to check us out for the Rose Parade. After this rehearsal chunk, we will be joined by Carlos Alicia, who's going to tell us a bit more about the groups from the parade that he followed throughout the parade week. But thanks for joining us, Jim. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. Shop our extensive consignment inventory for great looks for your team that won't break your budget. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. Check out our fun merchandise and gift items. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Contact us for custom show design services. Clean out your storage areas and get money back into your budget with our consignment program. Guard Closet is here to help you get all you want and need this winter season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. 
Hey, this is Nicole, one of your hosts for On a Water Break, and I want to tell you about The Cookout. The Cookout is an event celebrating people of color in Color Guard. This event is happening in Dayton, Ohio, April 16th, the day after WGI finals at the Courtyard Marriott Hotel, aka headquarters. There will be presenters and speakers, networking opportunities, food, and more. To get more information on how to get your tickets to go to the cookout, visit marchingcookout.com or visit our Instagram, it's the cookout CG, or our Facebook page, the cookout. We can't wait to see you there. Great parade rehearsal, kids. I think Jim will be super impressed. Okay. Now it's time to bring in a little flavor into our water break with someone who has had a large impact in the color guard world in Puerto Rico. Creating the first winter guard to go to WGI from Puerto Rico, he is an accomplished music educator and just all around positive force. Please help us welcome Carlos Alcia. Hey, Carlos. Hello, hello. Hey, nice to meet you, Carlos. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Nice to meet you all. It's a big pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And we're pretty excited to get to meet you and talk to you. Why don't we uh, kick things off? You could tell us just a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you became involved with the Rose Parade this year. Yes, of course. Um, my name is Carlos. I'm 25 years old. I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm a music educator. Um, I am the first director to head a winter guard from Puerto Rico to WGI, like you mentioned. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I just be involved in the Rose Parade because in 2019, uh, I traveled with the band of Puerto Rico, Banda Escolar of Guayanilla, to represent my country. And that was my whole dream come true. But I was in need to be in person one day just to watch all the preparation about the Rose Parade. And I just fly there this season just to see all the production of the Rose Parade. And that was amazing. I meet people from other countries, Latin marching bands. That was a whole experience for me. Yeah, I could only imagine uh, how many folks like yourself really come up here from Latin America or Puerto Rico specifically to be involved in the Rose Parade. Oh, I have so many people. And for me to be there in the Rose Parade and meeting those people there, it was like a whole experience for me and a dream come true because I just traveled with my mom and my little cousin. And that was a whole experience, just watching the parade, meeting these people from all the country, and especially from Latin America. The music, the culture, what they bring to the Rose Parade was fantastic. Yeah, it, it absolutely seems like it would be a really interesting thing to get to go represent your culture in a different country, especially doing something you love. So, like, what sort of band, first, I guess, what band were you a part of? And then what other bands did you get to meet? Yeah, let me tell you this story. I just have this travel to the Rose Parade just for one purpose. I just want to meet in person this band from Panama. The band is Banda de la Musica Primavera, the Panama. Um, they have a big story just to came there to the Rose Parade because they don't have the support to travel to the Rose Parade. They don't have the economic resources to be performing in the Rose Parade. And I, and I just know about everything what they got to go to a Rose Parade. Um, Rancho Verde High School, they hosting the entire band into the gym. And they offer them like meals, um, air mattress, sleeping bags, all what they need for those days. We're going to stay in the gym. And I just mm -hmm. meet them in person and, and I give them some flags for they can use it in the band fest because they told me um, Instagram, they don't have like enough flags or resources to perform in the Rose Parade. And I was like, 
I got you. Let me go there. Let me meet you in person. And I want to see the whole band. And I got you. I'll be there. I will help you because we are Latinos. And Latinos are family. And we can share together uh, memories and all what we can do for Latinos helping each other. So I just got there. And they played for me in a rehearsal. They make a whole rehearsal just for me. And it was magic because I just hear all the music and the question for Panama. It was like, oh, my God, I'm dancing all the time. Hearing the people dancing and watching all the musicians just making dance. Wow, it's fantastic. So they give me all these things. Like, they put this in the head of the marching bands, like in the heads. Um, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that because the folks at home, they just have the audio version. Yeah. So I guess try to describe it a little more. So they give me this representation from Panama. Is talk about the demons um, culture, what they got there like, about music, and this very colorful. So the uniforms got this color for this demon, because they have a tradition with this specific tradition and culture. So they use these colors to represent the entire country with Panama. I know Panama have their colors like the flag is blue, white, and red, but they use these from their culture and traditions in the uniforms to represent their city because they're from Santiago Veraguas in Panama mm -hmm. and they have their own tradition. So it's very important for them have these colors in their uniform. So the people in their city, they're very proud of them. So they use all these colors to the Rose Parade. The color guard used beautiful silks with colors. Like it was so colorful just to watch them performing the Rosemary and the band fest. You can, you can feel all the energy from Latino music and culture from Panama. It was so magic. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a colorful part of the world to begin with. I, I appreciate and really like the way that it kind of brings out those bright oranges and reds and sort of the same yeah. colors that you might see in nature or in the sky around that part of the world. Yeah. So, Carlos, I wanted to jump in and, you know, you talking about your experience with the, with the Rose Bowl. Was this your first experience, like, going to a Rose Bowl? Yeah, it was my first experience just going to watch the whole production of the Rose Parade. Because in 2019, I was performing there with, the, with Puerto Rico. Oh. But yes. I just want to know how the whole production is working behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to see how they make the floats, um, how the volunteers work inside the Rose Parade, how everything's working behind scenes, the band says. So I just want to get the whole experience from the Rose Parade. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I'm glad to hear about that you had a great experience at the Rose Parade, uh, Carlos. Um, can you tell us about any more of like other activities you were able to get involved with, um, like sightseeing, things that you saw that was in interesting during your visit? Oh, yes. Um, I just met another band from Mexico. They're Buos Marching Band. And they're very special because they make uniform very colorful this time. Not about Mexico colors. You know what I'm saying? Like green, white, and red. They just go like orange and black and white. And I was questioning about what these colors. And they told me, well, because we have a, this butterfly. It's part of their nature. They have a, a specific name for that butterfly from Mexico. And they, ju they just want to show the people the nature from Mexico and bring other colors to the Rose Parade. And that was very interesting for me because, you know, we see marching men for Latin America. They have the colors from, from their country. You know what I'm saying? For example, Mexico, like red, white, and green. And they just go different colors to show the people all the things from from their country. 
So that was very interesting for me. It sounds like it would be pretty interesting. I guess if you were to compare the Rose Parade towards something similar in Latin America, are there any sort of similar parades and events that people perform at down there? Unfortunately, in Puerto Rico, we don't have a parade like that. We just have like normal parades, like Christmas parade or festivals. They make parades. But for Latinos, like for us, the Latino people, to make a a parade in the Rose Parade, like to perform inside the Rose Parade is something huge for us because this is not normal in our country to see floats, big floats decorated with roses and flowers, very colorful floats, huge people in the whole street for the parade. It's something very proud for, for us to make the perform inside the parade because our family can watch us in the TV and friends can see us in social media making history in this parade because this parade is very important. It's like Munjoli Parade is very famous. Right, yeah. So it's a pretty big part of the culture going on down there and maybe a big part of the city's traditions. Yeah. Great. That, that's really interesting stuff. Maybe one day we'll be able to travel down from North America or from the United States towards Latin America and be a part of a parade, just like you were able to come up and visit us. Yes, um, the band from Panama, they just invited me to go to Panama to do some clinics for the colleague and for the matching men in June because they say thank you for all the support you give us in the social media before and after the Rose Parade. That makes us so proud and you are part of, of our family in Panama so you can visit us anytime and if you want to give a clinic, you are very welcome. I was like, I'll be there in June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take you up on your invite. You would definitely find me going there as well and taking the trip. Um, well, Carlos, it's really interesting getting to learn more about your experience as well as how that compares towards the rest of the Latin American band and sort of parade culture down there. Um, but as you probably know, each guest on this episode of On a Water Break is going to participate in one round of our version of the classic word game seen on $25,000 or $100,000 pyramid. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'll run, run you through real quick with how it works. Basically, I'm going to read you off or try to give you some clues, uh, right. kind of some things that you might find in the parade. And then uh, you want to see how many of these you can get right in 60 seconds. So okay. <laughs> feel good about the game? I'm in. All right. Here we go with our next contestant, Carlos. <laughs> All right, Trevor, tell me when to get going. Ready, set, go! All right, first, Carlos, you might see these animals with four legs, four hooves, and people riding them down the parade route. Uh, horses? Yes, you got it, you got it. Yeah. Next question, you would find these large, colorful things on wheels. People might be sitting on them. They make their way through the route. Floats? Yes. Yeah. Good job. Good job. You got it. So at yeah. the front of the parade route, there's a couple people that are leading everyone down how it goes, leading them through the route. What would these people be called? Say that again. At the front of the parade route, in front of all the bands, in front of the uh, floats, usually have a couple people leading the way. Um, what would we that, call these people? Oh, my God. Is that the volunteer people, they have a banner in the front to represent every single one yes. of the parade? Oh my yeah. God. So, we'll call them the marshals. So we're getting close to the end here. Around the parade, you have all sorts of people making sure nothing goes wrong and everyone stays safe. What would we call them? Um, the security people. 
Yes, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Yeah. And who's making all the music? Sorry? Who's making all the music? Who's giving all the uh, all the performances in the parade? All the people. Oh my god. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a high one. <laughs> Give it a guess. I think we're coming up on time. Uh, is that the music arrangement? Oh, not quite. Not quite. A little simpler. Who's actually performing on the parade route? Oh, the marching band. Yes, yeah. there you go, there you go. Yeah. But no, you did a great job. I don't think I could get those questions right in Spanish, so I th I'm pretty <laughs> impressed. <laughs> I have a whole computer here translating all you're saying in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carlos, a, a, a great job. It looks like you have five out of the seven um, correct. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure we'll see you back on the podcast very soon. But before you go, we would like all our guests to 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 give a gush and go to kind of tell us what's going on in their world, to give shout outs. So, Carlos, the stage is yours for, for 30 seconds. Tell us what's going on in your life and in, your, in the life of your students. Here we go. Oh, yeah. So finally, I'm a music teacher. I'm working in a school, in an elementary school. I am the director of the choir for the whole school. So I have kiddos from kindergarten to sixth grade. And um, also um, I am a drum major in my marching band from high school to middle school. And I have my winter guard. We are working our program to go to the WGI just in virtually and to perform the CGN United in Netherlands virtually. So that's my plans and my goals. And also I'm going with to Italy to Gilianova for band competition with my marching band this May. Wow, that sounds amazing. I, I've never even done any of those sort of international trips, so I, I'm impressed and jealous, honestly. It sounds like no. fun. Yeah, also, I forgot I'm going to be working this season again with Southwind Drum and Bigger Court, like a color guard staff again. It's going to be awesome. my third season working with them. We love I'm going to have to find you on tour. Yep. Oh, we yeah. Love, we love Southwind. Okay, now everyone, back on the field for the final rehearsal chunk. Because Aaron from Vista Ridge is joining us next, and you will want to be ready for this. Well, Carlos is just amazing, isn't he? It's kind of a shame that Jackie wasn't able to hear that conversation there. But uh, she's now. here now. <laughs> good, Glad you're finally here for this one. We've got one more good guest, one more insider here for you. And it's an amazing band from Texas that just appeared in the parade. So please welcome Aaron from Vista Ridge High School. Hi, my name is Erin Cosman. I'm the guard director for Vista Ridge High School. I'm originally from the East Coast, but I currently live in Leander, Texas with my husband and our two dogs. Uh, this is my sixth year with Vista Ridge as their director, and I have uh, 18 years experience teaching color guard. That number hurts to say out loud. <laughs> um, I feel that. Yeah, I have uh, had the pleasure of working with groups across the state of New Jersey, Georgia, and Texas now. Um, I've also worked with groups like the Jersey Surf, Cult, Spirit of Atlanta, Phantom, um, and most recently, the Bluecoats. I got my start at Southern Regional High School, little uh, shore town in New Jersey, and I also spent nine years marching with the Black Watch based out of Mount Laurel, oh, New wow. Jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, Aaron, um, can you can you tell us a little bit more about the the background of the Vista Ridge program, like the directors, the circuits you compete in, maybe some awards that you have won. 
Absolutely. So Visitor Ridge High School is in its 20th year of existence as a school. We're part of the Greater Leander ISD School District. So we have uh, six sister, six altogether, but five sister high schools. Um, and our current head director, Brian Christian, he actually opened the school. So we've only ever had one head director. I work alongside amazing colleagues. There's five of us all together. So there is our headband director, our marching band director, our assistant director for the winds, and then our percussion director and our color guard director. Um, and just to give a shout out to them, our assistant directors are Zach Santos and Miss Kate Thane, and then our awesome percussion director is Mr. Hector Heal. Um, at Vista Ridge, we are blessed to have over 250 students in our program total. And we have our marching band program in the fall. And then when we move indoors, we have four separate um, ensembles during concert season. So we have our wind ensemble, our wind symphony, our concert band, and I'm forgetting one. Um, each has about 50 students in it. Um, and then on top of that, I have a JV Winter Guard program and a varsity program, along with a middle school program, which is new this year. Uh, and I have 34 kiddos in the middle school program, which we're oh, so excited goodness. about. That's awesome. That's such a fantastic program. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I am curious about your trips. Uh, was this your guys' first time at the Rose Bowl? And what are some other trips that you guys have done? So the Rose Parade all happened actually because we went to BOA Grand Nats last year. So we were the band selected by the Rose Committee as the band to represent Bands of America in the parade. Our students had no idea this was happening, and we actually had to get special permission to even accept going to the parade because our district only lets students take trips out of state once every two years. So we actually had to call up our superintendent. Luckily, his son is in our program so when he heard about this and knew his son was going to get an opportunity i think that uh helped sway him although he is super supportive either way um so we were selected as the band to represent boa and this was our second trip out of state in two years so we luckily had some travel savvy band members um, and when we started talking about it, our band director asked a couple of our parents, like, hey, do you think our, our students would be interested? Would our parents support this? It's a lot of money to travel out to California. And the one thing the band parents wanted to know, like, is this going to be a fun trip or is it going to be a business trip? Because BOA Grand Nats is definitely a business trip. Um, and we assured our, our community that this was going to be a fun trip and a great opportunity and a once in a lifetime experience for our students. So very quickly, everybody was on board. What was the uh, student's reaction when you got to tell them that they were going to the Rose Parade? It was confusion, honestly. So we were at retreat and the Rose Committee um, president and whoever else she had with her 
was presenting the roses to our drum majors and they were just completely like what's going on why are we getting these roses they they were not expecting it at all um and then i i don't think it really sunk in until we had our first meeting and we kind of laid out what the itinerary would look like and told the students a little bit more about the parade itself but yeah that that first initial um invitation we'll call it was a total shock and surprise <laughs> I, I bet it was um now that you made the announcement to the students they're kind of confused and then they were probably probably ecstatic right but from an administrative standpoint you have to kind of plan and execute the trip right so can you talk to us about the planning of the trip and maybe follow it up with like the execution of the trip you know finding planes and automobiles and moving instruments over there like can you talk to us about that process of planning and executing the trip Aaron? definitely so our First thing we did is get together with Perform America, and they're a company that helps organize trips for band programs, and they'll do competitive trips, and they'll also do fun trips. And their organization helped us to lay out an itinerary, cost per student, um, tickets for everything. They booked our airfare and they also designed, in addition to our student trip, they designed a trip for what we called the friends and family. So we had a number of our parents actually go out and there's a kind of crazy story about that. They ended up having to take a bus because their flight was canceled in all of the Southwest craziness a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. That so, was wild. <laughs> Yeah, it was intense. Um, and then we kind of got to work putting together the, the, the trip and the plans. Each student had to contribute, I want to say, 2100 to attend the trip, um, which sounds like a lot, but they actually did get to experience a whole lot. So that included their airfare, their hotel, a day at Universal Studios, a day at Disney, um, and we also got to preview the floats, which was very um, exciting. And one of my favorite things to see up close, how that all comes together. Yes, that's uh, one of my favorites too. <laughs> they did a lot, but they definitely got a lot out of it. I think it was um, very educational all, all around. And also that, that fun component we talked about earlier. Um, what else do we have to do? Oh, our, our poor head band director. So when our, uh, when the other bands want to apply to be a Rose Parade band, they have to go through about a 200 page application. And we, even though we were selected, our head band director still had to do all of that information. So he spent many, many hours this fall getting that all together and we had a little bit of a shorter window because they pick the bands for next year like they already know who they are at this point in time so we weren't selected until late in the year which meant he had a shorter amount of time to get all that documentation together wow major props to your to the head band director Vista Rich. <laughs> bravo to him um, you did a really good job of kind of already talking about some of the sites and uh, different experiences you had to uh, that you that you and your students got to see while you're at the Rose Parade. Uh, can you talk to us about was this like 
for majority of your students, like the first time of doing a parade this size, this length, uh, experience like that, and their reaction to doing it, maybe pre-parade and after they were done with it, like what was the vibe like at uh, with the Vista Ridge Band? So this was definitely the biggest thing we've ever done parade-wise. It's pretty out of our wheelhouse of normal things. The one thing that we do, which is somewhat similar but not at all, the beginning of our season in the fall, we do what's called a marchathon. And we go through the neighborhood near the school, and it kicks off our big fundraiser. And it's a little bit of a parade because we are marching down down the streets of the neighborhood. But we also stop and we do little concerts in front of houses that have purchased that concert. So it helps the community become aware of us and helps us kind of kick off our big fundraising event. Um, so that's the only other thing that we've ever done parade-wise as a marching band. Um, there might have been some, some, you know, Fourth of July or Memorial Day parades in the past, but in the six years that I've been here, the marchathon has been it. So we had to prepare the students for this mammoth parade, highly televised, everybody in the nation watching. And it was it was fun and a little bit daunting at the same time, if we're being honest, um, because it's so different. We're used to being on the field and going from dot to dot. You have a production that you get to work on for months at a time. We had to do this after our marching band season concluded. So we had about three weeks, I want to say, of practices. We did about twice a week for an hour and a half, and we just took a loop in our parking lot and our parents would hold up traffic for us and just mar- march around practicing um, for for that hour and a half. And we warned the kids, we're like, okay, this is about an hour and a half. The parade itself is going to be five miles. So it's going to take us longer. You have to have even more stamina. Um, and the terrifying thing on my end was when we went to holiday break so it had been about a week since we had seen the students and we'd practiced together and then we were meeting at the band hall and flying out to california so luckily we had a practice when we got there and everything was fine but that part was scary for me as their director yeah i could only imagine there's just like so much preparation that goes into a trip like this um Looking back at either the trip itself or maybe the sort of practice you did leading up to it, is there anything that you might do differently if you were to do it again? So the thing that I didn't know was so huge is the band. I don't know if all the participants do this, but the bands themselves, they trade pins. Each band comes up with its, its own pin and they trade them with other members and it's a big thing. And we prepared pins for the Vista Ridge and we had different pins from the Rose Committee and such, but I didn't know it was going to be such a big thing. So I want to come prepared with my pins next time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I actually think one of our the last guests we interviewed, he got a pin from a band in Panama, him being a performer from Puerto Rico, and he was super excited about it. It definitely seems like it's a big part of the culture. 
There were actually, so in the parking lot afterward, that's when a lot of the bands get to meet other performers and we enjoy some In-N-Out Burger together. There were bands who were giving away part of their uniform because they didn't have a pin. And I was like, oh, please don't be our students. Like, <laughs> we need to go back with all of the pieces. Yeah. Anything for that burger. Yeah, absolutely. I don't blame <laughs> All right. That is awesome. I love hearing all the stories of the Rose Parade. And, you know, it reminds me so much. Like, it's been several years since I've been, but it's just such a great experience for these kids and such a good time to go. Um, so we're going to play a game now. Uh, this is basically our version of the classic word game, uh, $25,000 or $100,000 pyramid. Basically, each guest is going to participate in one round of this, and uh, our contestant now is our wonderful guest, Aaron. So, Aaron, you'll have 60 seconds, which I will be timing down to the very millisecond to get as many of these right as you can. I'll let you know when you have 10 seconds left, and then I'll cut you off. I'll give you a three, two, one, as long as Jackie is ready. Aaron, these these words are associated with things you may see in the parade. All right. In the Thank rose- you for the hint. <laughs> I'm a I'm a team player here. All right, Jackie. All okay, right, Stephen, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Okay, this is an animal. You might be on top of it. Somebody might be riding it. Okay, this is, you said your favorite part of the parade was watching these get built. The floats. Okay, this is the person who's like in charge of the per- of the. Oh, I don't know if I can say the. He's in charge the of the. President? The. Oh, what's the word? Not the chairperson. The drum major. Ah, close. Well, the, um, the people who block off all the roads. Police? Uh, the, the people who play the only live music in the parade. Marching bands. <laughs> yes. The people who might be lip syncing in the parade. Singers, <laughs> artists, uh, um, performers, uh, pop stars. Very famous. Okay, got voted on, I think. They're very royal. Uh, the court, the princesses. Yes. And that's your time. There we go. Hi. <laughs> go, Aaron. Good job, Aaron. Totally was not. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the answer we were looking for on our third question is the marshal. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was it. And I was like, oh, I can't say the word parade because it says parade in there. But I think it was just Marshall. Otherwise, you did awesome. (laughs) Thank you. That was fun. Yeah, it it was a great time, Erin. So that was a great round. We can't uh, wait to see how the other contestants stack up to you. Before you go, we'd just like all of our guests to give us a gush and go. So what do you want to gush and go on about this week? Okay, so I had a first in my color guard career. I found out on Sunday that not only in our circuit, but one of our sister schools is using the same soundtrack for Winter Guard. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I was really nervous to tell the kids. They actually took the news really, really well. And I was like, hey, you know what? We have good taste. So that's first. That's awesome. And the only thing we can control is is how we do it in our performance. So we're going to try to be the best of the two schools that put on this performance this year. 
That's funny. It's definitely it sounds like there's some drama from band to band down there in the Texas scene <laughs> a little bit. A couple little rivalries heating up. Uh, but Aaron, it was great to meet you. Great to talk to you and hear about Vista Ridge's experience over there at the Rose Parade. Okay, everyone, back out onto the field for the final run through. We got news and announcements after this. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. Shop our extensive consignment inventory for great looks for your team that won't break your budget. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. Check out our fun merchandise and gift items. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Contact us for custom show design services. Clean out your storage areas and get money back into your budget with our consignment program. Guard Closet is here to help you get all you want and need this winter season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. Hey, this is Nicole, one of your hosts for On a Water Break, and I want to tell you about The Cookout. The Cookout is an event celebrating people of color in Color Guard. This event is happening in Dayton, Ohio, April 16th, the day after WGI finals at the Courtyard Marriott Hotel, AKA headquarters. There will be presenters and speakers, networking opportunities, food, and more. To get more information on how to get your tickets to go to the cookout, visit marchingcookout.com or visit our Instagram, it's the cookout CG, or our Facebook page, the cookout. We can't wait to see you there. All right. Those are some great interviews. I was really surprised to learn about the culture of sharing pins and like sharing uniform pieces at the end of the parade and how they're sort of like a memento that different bands get to take home from the other bands that they got to uh, participate with. Uh, Beth, what did you think? It's really neat to see the kids interact at the end of the parade. When when I was there with a with a high school group, I w- we waited at the end, and it was good because we could cheer them on at the end of the parade when they were just dead tired. But then right. you, I got to see all of the bands kind of as they were getting their in and out burgers. There is this this huge sense of camaraderie and accomplishment, and you see them swapping pins and talking to each other and really engaging. And it's it's a very very heartwarming scene at the end of a long parade. And then they still have their whole day ahead of them because they did it so early. They right. can actually go and watch the parade themselves. They can see themselves on TV right away, which yeah, is that's kind cool. of For most too. of those high schoolers, that's got to be like a first time experience, uh, not to mention as well for many of them, first time having in and out which as an East Coast person, I know I was like super excited the first time I got to get out <laughs> there. So I'm sure for everyone, it's, it's like got to be such an exciting time. Um, but before we get into hard-hitting news, let's do our weekly Gush and Goes. This is the time when our panel gets to gush and go on about anything they want to, having to do with the marching arts. And since Trevor couldn't be here, he wanted to send his Gush and Go in. So take it away, Trevor. This is Trevor Bailey reporting live for the Western Carolina University basketball game here in Coloring, North Carolina. <laughs> My duties never stop. I'm never really on a water break. I'm always working. (laughs) Let's go, Western Carolina. I love my job, and I love this podcast. Throwing it back to you, Jeremy. That was cool. I like to get to hear that Trevor is like, he got his hands in like everything that's going on down there in Western Carolina. 
And you can just tell he is full of energy. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, every yeah. Every time I'm like, yeah, you can tell. It's like, you have to tell me you love your job because guess what? I can hear it. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's right in your voice every time. He's, he's speaking at a thousand right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Um, Nicole, what do you want to gush and go on about? Well, we uh, just got our merch up for the cookout. So, um, yeah, like I'm super excited about it because we've um, we've always had a T-shirt that people can buy. But like this is like you can get a T-shirt, you can get it in different colors, you can get a bag, you can get that in different Ooh. colors, you can get a hoodie um, and all in one spot. It's like one stop shopping. So you can go and get the merch, you can get your tickets, you know, and see about everything. So I'm really excited about it. And it's just a new uh it's a new thing for us. We're only two years old. So yeah, that's super cool. I'm actually looking online now at the website. There's going to be a lot of different things here that I should take a look through. Yeah. You might know the guy who put the, uh, who put the website together. His name's Jeremy, you know, (laughs) yeah, the big old guard closet logo right up at the top. We love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, please go check it out. Marchingcookout.com. Good stuff. Thank you very much. I sure will. Uh, Tom, what do you want to share? Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about how hot Carolina Crown's drumline is sounding right now. <laughs> uh, I got to see a little little clip. That's some fire coming from them right now. That's going to be some good stuff this summer. Oh, that makes excited me literally so happy to hear. I, as an alum, I'm, I'm kind of very excited to see what this new project with the new uh, kind of design team is going to shape out to be and how it's going to fit into their whole musical style. Yeah, what do you think about it? It's looking very different from what they've had for the last few years. So it's, it looks like a good change. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it could be a neat like kind of piecing together this like classic East Coast type of drum corps feel with that more of like indoor percussion uh, type yeah. of design that you might see coming out of that Broken City team. It'll be interesting to say the least. Um, For sure. I myself, I want to gush and go on just real briefly. I got to go and attend a... Uh, a judging conference for the TIA percussion uh, judging. And I'm going to be getting into that now for the first time. I'm excited to get to do it pretty fresh after aging out. Um, And it certainly seems like they're looking for new young judges to kind of pass the torch to. As, uh, Absolutely that way. I'm I'm literally um, on my second year of judging right now. Wow, that's exciting! You guys yeah. are you guys are so busy. I love it's, hearing all your all your judging and involvement with the act the activity hands on because you guys get in and do do the dirty. I I'm I'm that fan that likes to watch what you guys are all doing. And well, you know, I just started judging a couple of years ago, and it was such a, a crazy different perspective from being an educator and performer my whole life to to now evaluating groups, and, sure. and mm-hmm. it's 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 awesome. Yeah, it's I'm going to go ahead and gush and go on about a local band that just got accepted to a tour in Paris for 2024. So, but yeah, right. Pensbury high school in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, they're going to, they're going to take France and uh, they're going to, they're going to parade through Disneyland, maybe in Paris, Disneyland. Is that, Paris? Okay, Is that um... 
Yeah, you, need wounds? <laughs> oh, you need some help you, you give me a call we'll figure it out if you need any tour managers on that one tom i'll get you hooked up no problem well that that sounds pretty interesting i know i certainly agree i would love to go to disneyland and, and march again we got to do that once in high school and it was an amazing experience um, well if you stick with me i might be able to get you hooked up with a group or two just because you know i happen to know when groups go so all right that's all you got to say, Beth. I'll stick around. You got me on the podcast. Everybody signs up as soon as they know we're going fancy places. Yeah, the unknown benefits of being a host on On a Water Break. Exactly. Know. Jeremy exactly. didn't tell me about this. But, um, <laughs> all right, well, it's time to reset the block for some news. Let's reset. Eight off the Met and go. Up first, we have Beth. What do you want to share uh, with us this week, Beth? So I got to tell you, full disclosure, my dad was a, was a history teacher for you know over 20 years, and he still gets the NEA magazine, and NEA is the National Education Association. Mm-hmm. And my dad lovingly passed me the, the magazine. I actually have a paper magazine in my hand with the article Ooh. about uh, when the bands go marching in. And it, it, this is really significant that the, the NEA decided to feature – uh, the marching band, you know, and the concept of marching band across the country and the the differences that there are with different cultures and different parts of the country uh, and how they how they tackle band. Um, I think it's really important because a lot of times the arts get lost in the education conversation or, or pushed down the push down the ladder so that they the fact that they put a feature article about this in this month's issue was really I, I thought it was really remarkable and it was worth noting. So I wanted to share that with everybody. So you can go to NEA.org and you can check out the article for yourself. Um, you know, bands in different parts of the country have different cultural influences, some Native American, some um, some from um, uh, down in Texas. They have different kinds of bands like the mariachi influences in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and those are they make a difference. So it's a really cool article. You should really check it out. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I feel like anytime we get to see the marching arts highlighted outside of its regular domains, it's always something that gets me pretty excited. For sure. Um, I'll be sure to check it out. Tom, what do you want to share? All right. Being a Boston Crusader alumni, I always love when I see uh, alumni doing great things in the activity. And a a young guy down in um, Florida, Jose Eslava, is receiving the Barry Manilow Music Award. And wow. it's, okay. it's not just an award. He's getting it at a concert and being given it directly from Barry Manilow. What? <laughs> wow. Well, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. He, he was a wonderful member. Um, and it is so cool that that's happening for him and his um, music program um, down at Lake Howell in, uh, in Seminole, Florida. Very cool. Yeah, right no, no, this is really cool. Um, once again, it sounds like a kind of cool little intersection where the rest of the music world is kind of recognizing a part of the marching arts. That's always a little exciting, heartwarming type of thing for me to see. Uh, Absolutely. Nicole, no, what do you want to share? Well, um, I want to share about the show announcements that are coming out right now. Um, yeah, I know, this always gets me because I'm just like, ooh, you know, and not to know, not just because of like what they're doing, but like these show announcements, when they put them out, they're so creative looking. Like, mm-hmm. I know the video production and all that. Dude, yes. Like, I'm, I, I mean, just that alone, if we could judge that, I mean, I'm like a little movie trailer. I love it. Ours <laughs> in a world. 
So, <laughs> in but um, so but, and the good thing about this is, I mean, it's for these announcements, it's World Guard announcements. So, like, we do have some brand new independent World Guards that are coming out. Um, one is called, oh gosh, where are you? So, um, so sorry. Um, it's Third Coast Independent, and they're out of Houston. This is their debut season, and the name of their show is called The Creative Space. Um, and their show announcement looks very abstract looking. Um, we have Paramount that's coming out. They're out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and it's called uh, To Create a Work of Beauty. Also, just gorgeous with the way that it looks. Um, Mayflower, which they come from across the pond. Is the Ooh. Ooh. I believe um, that's correct. Yes, that's right. <laughs> right. And like they're they're just excited to be here and coming over here. Um, so we always talk about them just because any it's world championships. Like we like to see all the worlds come in. Um, Lake Area Independent, they're doing beyond limits. Um, and we have Etude and all seven times is the name of their show. And they're in the way that their show announcement looks, it's so much more than what you just got fall seven times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And also we have edge, uh, yeah. Edge independent or excuse me, eclipse world. They're doing shift. Um, so yeah, I, I'm super excited to see all of this. Uh, also I've got one more. Um, it's black watch and it's on the design of play. Mm-hmm. I Yep. Oh, and also too, I don't know if you all saw this show last year. It was the uh, the Gotham show with the Joker, um, with Amp. Yes. Yeah. So that show was awesome. I loved that show. This year they're doing the Rabbit, the Hatter, and the Queen. They're doing Ooh. a play on Alice in Wonderland. I that's know. That's gonna be so killer. Yeah, they, that, that's like a perfect amp show. It sounds like too. Oh, that's exactly. I'm like, oh, you're gonna do it. You're gonna. They're gonna do it. <laughs> So yeah, that, that group raised the bar on their performance level. So you got to live up to that. That show last year is going to be tough. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And honestly, uh, if you want to see any more of these, it's on Flow Marching. It's in their news section. It says WGI, and it shows a list of all of the running show announcements for for um, Independent World. I'll have to check it out because I'm at least out of the loop so far on any percussion groups. I feel like they're usually more cryptic. They like to hold it like it's a secret until it's like the last weekend before the first competition or something. It's because we don't know. <laughs> yeah, they actually don't know what their own show we is until they put the, it out there. So we wait for the visual staff to come in and go, I have a name. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds eerily like my season at Rhythm X in 2022. <laughs> we definitely uh, discovered the show on our own sometime around March. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to share with you all the theme for next year's Rose Parade is titled Celebrating a World of Music, the Universal Language. Each year, millions of people come together to have fun and celebrate the new year. From different backgrounds and different traditions, there is something that connects all of them. For in a world of different cultures, beliefs, hopes, and dreams, there is still one language that unites us all. Music. From bossa nova to blues, classical to country, metal to mariachi, and rock to rap, the sound Texture, rhythm, form, harmony, and expression of music meld together to move, soothe, excite, and delight the world. Thousands of genres invite us to become one in celebrating the world of music. 
will get to witness the world come together and speak through the song and dance of all its rich cultures and traditions. Given how colorful and musical the Tournament of Roses is each year, I can only imagine that next year's parade will be quite a sight and quite a sound. Make sure to watch online as the preparations take place and check out the parade on New Year's Day 2024. Thank you to everyone for a great water break this week. I want to say a special thanks to Jim Hahn from the Rose Parade Selection Committee. You can mm-hmm. follow the parade at Rose underscore parade. Thanks to Carlos Alicia from Puerto Rico. You can follow him at Car Sax Alicia. And Aaron from Vista Ridge High School in Texas. You could follow them at Vista Ridge High School Band. But thanks to all of our hosts. Another great episode in the books. It's been great talking to you all. Absolutely. Thank you, Go practice. <laughs> <laughs>